You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're continuing Home Invasion April with Truman Capote's In Cold Blood. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Podcast. We're your host. I am editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jerry Gallen. Thanks for having me, Brian. No, uh, <laughs> how you doing, Brian? <laughs> doing good. I'm glad you also brought uh, you know Truman Capote with you or his spirit. I felt it. I definitely felt it. Man, I think his spirit's all over this film. <laughs> we also have DP Mike Griggs. Hello. That was awful. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello? I think it's very, um, it's very fitting that this is a uh, boys' night uh, for this film. Yeah. So it's, yeah. This is, this is, it's this like is a, a film. It's like a road trip with just yeah. dudes. This is like a road movie, you know? <laughs> We're going to go off and they have fun. and We should definitely go to Mexico after this. They do spend a lot of time on the road. Yeah, like we're going on the road. We're, we're gonna have some fun. We're, we're gonna go shopping, and you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna like you know, play games with each other and shit. And we're gonna like stay up nights and talk, and you know, fuck, we're gonna go to Mexico. We're gonna, we're gonna like you know, maybe get laid. Depends on how much money you bring with you, because that's apparently what's required. Yeah. So I don't know. In cold blood. I was not <laughs> expecting this to be a road movie. I gotta, I gotta say that up front, dude. Yeah. It's, it's it's up there with some of the best road movies of all time. I, I wish I had, uh, I wish I had been a little bit more prepared for the level of road movie that this was. Because the first hour and a half, I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is going on? When oh, when is the home invasion? What's going? When what's happening?" That's what's so funny. We put this in a home invasion <laughs> month, and like, it's it's about a home invasion, but like, we don't really get the home invasion. But when you do get the home invasion, it really does pay off. Like, oh man. Well, yeah. like I okay, so I didn't watch a trailer for this because that's my my standard operating procedure. I prefer to go into a movie as cold as possible, and apparently for this, I was it's just, cold as blood. I, I was definitely in in some cold blood for this. 
But for the first hour and a half, I was bored as fuck, man. Like, I was really? just like, I don't care any about anything that's happening at all. And then literally, like, the last 40 minutes, the second that they, they cut to the, um, is it a flashback? Is it a recap? I don't know how to describe it. But when murder? he's telling the story and they're driving up from, from that last 40 minutes of the movie, I was, like, just fucking riveted for the entire thing. But everything leading up to it, I was just like, I don't care. And I, 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 I don't know how to I don't know how to feel about that. I had the same I had the same like feeling as well. I, I struggled watching it for the first time, but also try to watch these movies way too late in the day. Uh, but when I watched it today, I, it had me the entire time. Um, I, I actually I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. I feel that. No, like definitely the last like I said, the last 40 minutes, like I, I fucking loved the last 40 minutes. Holy shit! I loved it. Really, I think the like the the ending once once they get like captured by the police and they well I guess actually after the trial it feels like a completely different fucking film. Yeah, yeah. No, the, so the the first the first movie up until they actually go and and do the home invasion part, I, I hated that movie. Uh, the forty minute TV episode where they broke into the house and then got caught and then were in prison for it and we're dealing with all of the aftermath consequences. I fucking loved that TV episode. It actually has three modes. You have you <laughs> yeah you, you have the you have the road movie at the beginning. Yep, where yep. where you're you're solidifying their their friendship and their backgrounds uh, and then setting up the you know the family that gets murdered so you can get you know. Get to know them, their son's smoking habit, dad being okay with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, just like you know, maybe you shouldn't have so many mints before breakfast, son. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> thought I smoked smoke. I totally thought I smelled smoke too. It that was, was crazy. The 50s, you know, it was lever to beaver. I'm, I'm, yeah, everybody's smoking. I don't even smoke, and this movie made me want to smoke. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Mad Men, but I guess this is what it feels like. Um, but no, but like, but you know, and then, then you have the whole like uh, cop part of the film. And then you have where uh, at the end where the Truman Capote character comes in and which is very, they don't even really say Wait, it, but I guess that's that who was, that is. I, I think that's the reporter the, the, guy at the end. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think that's supposed to be oh. like Truman Capote. And that's where we start getting all this like out of nowhere VO. But, but yeah, like the, the, the point of, the, the, the point of view and, yeah. of the film changes. And we start getting narration, but that's like it's 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 the writer, it's the writers. Uh, that okay, I, I didn't pick up, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't connect the voiceover narration with the writer being present for it. Um, but that makes a hell of a lot more sense that that it would be that narrative device. Well, yeah. the, but the writer's present before then. He just, it's so bizarre. Like it's like <laughs> after the the courtroom like hearing thing. It's just he has vo, and then like they cut to the. Sh- shot of a of a empty chair in the courtroom and then it's some other guy's vo and i was like wait is was no, that i think it's the same guy no 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 it, it was it's no, clearly a different no. voice i was like whoa okay hold up who's I, the who's the it must oh, be yeah go ahead it must be something I, I like i'm totally missing so i went back and put the subtitles on the description hitting of who's saying the vo is like yeah man number two vo and it's like who the fuck no is way man holy two? shit really what it's just <laughs> okay some random guy it, is man number two okay? So at the end, uh, when uh, you know after the executions, and you got the reporter guy standing there talking. Who's the younger guy he's talking to? Where they have Just that another moment. reporter? So that is that man number two. No, no, definitely not. No, it sounds like a, a like a, one of the older like Kansas guys. 
Yeah, there's some wacky shit. I mean, you know, in the, there's like little trippy moments in the movie. Like like when he's... Oh, uh, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, there is. When, um, God, I, why can I not remember their names? Dick when and Perry. Robert, Perry. Dick and Perry. <laughs> Dick and Perry. Perry. Perry's the guy with the fantastic fucking jacket. Bobby Blake. I, I wish Kristen was here to talk about because that is the ballerist fucking jacket. Yeah, all, all murderers wear that jacket. That... Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the Fonz's jacket. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, right? In John Travolta, Greece? Come on now. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a murderer too. Um, <laughs> slaying the ladies? Nah, slaying the men. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I felt um, it. I felt it. Yeah. But like Robert so Blake, uh, Perry's, uh, you know, there, there's this great match cut. Uh, they do a bunch of really cool match cuts at the beginning of the movie, like uh, with the phone. And then when he's like shaving in the mirror. Uh, and yeah. Then, and then, and then, then they do this like really cool lighting change. He, he, they do a match cut with him in the mirror. And then, and then the, the lighting, background completely fades yeah, out. The, yeah. The, they, they, yeah. They yeah. pull, they pull the, all the background light out and just leave him lit. And then they do these superimposed of like Vegas and like. He's on stage playing, but he's playing to an empty room and and like all this weird trippy shit. They do a couple like weird little like um, fantasy montages. I, I would say no, know, they're they're film. memories. He like he's he's remembering all this shit that's been I happening think, to him because really? they they do a lot no, of well, not the one in the that. bus. The bus is a uh, yeah, that's his fantasy because yeah. like it's Las yeah. Vegas and it says like Dick Perry now performing yeah. and he's yeah yeah yeah. Right, yeah. I was like, right, yeah that, that's fantasy. He's, he's singing to nobody. Did you guys know the place <laughs> was empty? Yeah yeah. Even in your fantasy, you're still a loser. <laughs> no, but some of that like really tripped me out. Like the the first couple times they did some of those those like flashback cuts that they're just they're they're handled so nonchalant that I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Like, who is this guy that's about to shoot him in the face? Like several times, some of those things were happening, and I had to like rewind it and make sure that it wasn't like they're I planting didn't... seeds for later. Yeah, they're, they're, you know they're they're, yeah. they're throwing they're throwing layers in there. So when you comes back later, you're like, oh. And Quincy Jones that was that his cool music cue. Hell yeah, dude, man. Qu- Quincy you know. Jones doing some sex in this movie, but uh, like um, that's an S A X. He's doing yeah. some sex in this movie. It's it's weird. That, he definitely um, performs also sex, but a hundred percent. I performed the sex. Uh, like um, <laughs> Perry's dad never age. I mean, he never like you know gets younger. <laughs> he just like in all the flashbacks, he's he, he's the no, he's always he the now. same. Yeah, yep. yeah, he's, he's the old man. <laughs> yep. This will be the last thing you ever see alive, boy. Pulls his gun out. No, nah, dude, I, I I loved that because um, they're using. That's a nice the flashlight motif. Like his dad's pointing the flashlight and the gun at him, and then yeah, yeah man, like the murder when that occurs, they're using the flashlight like constantly. They're even cutting with the beam of the flashlight. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Yeah, man. that that shit was like really really good. And that honestly, yeah. like. Uh, the the way like they so they they kind of play with it a little bit earlier in the movie, but all the cross cutting that they did to the flashbacks that of of all his post traumatic stress that he's remembering things his dad did to him while he's in this house doing similar things to these people like that that again that was the part where I'm just I was fucking bought in and I just it it, it just works so really really so well. I read some accounts of um, of the actual thing and they. Um, Dick said, you know, that's that's Scott Wilson. Uh, he said that he he was he was <clears throat> he would stand in the doorway and then go in and like he'd actually point at their heads with the flashlight to so to help him aim. And then so I was as I was watching it, like, you know, just thinking of that and like really knowing that these these things actually happened. And also what's really weird is that they actually shot them in the real locations, which is like super fucked. Holy shit. Crazy. What? 
Yeah. Yeah. Like that, the actual that, house. Like yeah, that actual house. Shut where, where the fuck up. <clears throat> all the locations were real. Well, most of them were. Most of them were. Yeah. They yeah but I mean, like some of them. The, right, the gas, but that, the that gas house station. wasn't a fucking like set that they built. No, that, that house is the old house. Damn, dude! Holy the, uh, shit! I think the courtroom's real. I think that the yeah. uh, the gallows where they were they where they were hanged. Oh, is, the corner is, is, is the real spot. Stop it! Yeah, holy crap, that's amazing. And they I went did. to extreme measures to make sure that the actors look like the people. Well, the fact that Herschel from The Walking Dead was I fucking dick. I, I mean, I spent like the first like hour of the movie being like. I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know him from? And then finally I just paused it and looked on IMDb and I was like, holy shit, it's Herschel. It's executed in everything I watch. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, we saw him in Heat of the Night not too long ago. Oh, that's right. He made it through that. Did Did he make it through? Right, he, his character did his character die? His character didn't die in that, right? I don't know. I think everybody died in that. There was a lot of bullets in that. <laughs> There's only one murder, I thought. <laughs> in the heat of the night, the new Schwarzenegger Stallone film. <laughs> it's like the it's it's like the end of uh, First Blood. Yeah. <laughs> I do really love how this movie starts like a heist movie before it goes into a road movie. Because they're like talking about like, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, oh, you talked to that dude in prison and he's telling you about this thing and that thing. And, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. All that stuff was set up pretty well. You know, they, they, they set up the the guy in prison who gives them the idea. And then, you know, the whole time uh, Perry is he, he's trying to figure out a way to, to get rich. You know, he's like, man, we can. We can go down to, you know... Yeah, he's got the treasure. He's got his treasure maps. Yeah, he's got his treasure maps. We're going yeah. to go down to Mexico. We're going to buy a boat. We'll sell the car. We're going to buy a boat. And yeah, like we'll, diving we'll gear. find we're the treasure find that yeah. people have been looking for for like 400 <laughs> years and haven't found yet. But we got it. We're going to be the ones. And it's crazy. Like, he, he you know, he, he's so hopeful and everything. But then, you know, Dick, like, you know, slaps his dick in his face and... And, and basically tells him, no, dude, you're, 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 you're never going to fucking, like, get, you know, it's never going to happen. And he has this, like, crazy, like, meltdown cry. He, he's, he's super emotional, which is also really interesting that, like, you see him as being emotional and crying a, a few times in the movie. But in, when they go visit his dad, his dad actually breaks down into tears for the fir- and it, that first time you meet him. Does he? I think so. Like, he, he starts to tear up a little bit. A bit. Oh, wait, uh... I, I don't remember him crying, but you're, you're, I, I do remember when he's got all the family pictures behind him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he was getting a little emotional. He was like he was about ready to tell the cops. He's like, yeah, my wife one time. I oh, I totally <laughs> caught her in bed with a younger man. And I was and about, I, ooh, <laughs> beat the uh, shit up that ass. You know, but that's that's good. They set that up, and then and then later off, you, later on, you get you get the payoff, which is a really weird, like you know. Uh, Dick is, is, is like, you know, uh, brought this prostitute home and, uh, they do this really interesting, like melding of the worlds, you know, where it, it's a flashback, oh, yeah. but it, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. woven into the, the things that are happening in the present. That shit was, that shit was heavy, man. Yeah. I love that though. It was really, really, really well done. Yeah, it was. Did, and, and, and they, they did a really cool thing is, is when, uh, in the middle of the, of the, of the sex part of it. They they hid Scott Wilson's face, uh, so you could. It was kind of like an indescript person, and I don't know if they changed the, the body, uh, but like in uh, you know they, they they made it where you couldn't see his face when they started to roll around and all that. Oh no, like yeah, that. it was it was the other guy that the the mom was with. It wasn't Scott Wilson right. at that point. Yeah, he was st- he was still blonde looking though, so it had like a. 
I don't know. It, it was done really fucking well, man. Like, I mean, I, those I, I fucking the fuck kids like watching that shit happen, dude. That was like traumatic Great acting. just to see. Oh my god, it was so yeah. good. It felt so pure so and, so, and so real. Yeah. 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 I mean, it did, but the entire time I was watching, I was like, okay, so wait, this is the moment you're going to show me that, like, caused this guy, like, a bunch of trauma is your mom was sleeping with somebody else, getting drunk with them, seducing them in front of them, and then your dad came in and and belt whipped her. Like and poured alcohol times. over. Yeah. He's like, you, you won't, you won't lick your girl. You know, it's like <laughs> okay, but but he had previously earlier said that like the the dad was like had that whole explanation about like no, my wife died while she was drinking, and so I took that as like okay, this is the moment where like he literally killed her, poured alcohol all over her, and said she died while drinking. Giant air quotes. No, I, I think she so. Like her. he no. fucking killed her. I think she actually I don't think choked, he killed choked her. to death in her vomit. Yeah, that's yeah. what he said. He said she. she oh, he did she, say that. Okay, she, okay. She aspirated or whatever. Um, he could it, say that, but still, like he came in while all this shit was happening. Well, the police were there. I hope they would check yeah. up on that. You know, his son didn't have a good uh, <laughs> rap sheet. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the film gets a little heavy handed at times, uh, like, like that. Um, like, but I don't know. I kind of wish that was more of a moment, though. I didn't think that was that heavy handed. I thought it was kind of. That was kind of pussy. What, bro. what, what I, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, is like they're they're trying to give you give you reasons why this person may have become a murderer, kind of kind of making excuses for it. I'm not real big into that, but the, another reason, another point when it, when it gets a little heavy handed is when they're in the car, and uh, you know, and and Perry's like, "Gosh, how how could how could somebody like us just do that?" You know, that's how the scene opens. So like, how? How could we just do that? And then we're just, we're just like riding around and acting like Wait, nothing's wrong. Wait, you think that wrong. was heavy-handed that he was trying to express that? Or no, it's like... just the way they did it. Like it, it just felt like, hey, you remember that shit we did? Man, that was fucked up, right? Like, no, okay. See, see, I read that differently because I felt like that was the first moment where he himself was was starting to um, wrestle with what he had actually done, like coming to grips with with holy shit, I actually fucking killed someone. How did I get to this point that I that I actually did this? Because we've seen we've seen the heist film, we've seen the road movie, we've seen a bunch of flashbacks to his childhood where his dad was an asshole and his mom didn't give a shit, and like all these things are happening. But that was like the first moment where he was like, apparently I'm capable of this thing too. Because this was also you know, before we see that he was the one who was pulling the trigger on all these people. Because once that moment happened, I was actually surprised. Like, I thought up until that point, like, they've established, they've gone through all these lengths to establish Dick is the guy who doesn't give a shit. Like, Dick is the guy who who wants to go in and rape the 19-year-old daughter or whatever. And Perry is the one who's like, no, you can't do that. Like, we're going to leave. It's fine. Like, don't touch her. But then when that switch flips and he's like, nope, I'm going to pull this shotgun trigger on four fucking people. Like that that lead in where he's in the car and he's like, "How could we go from everything that you've seen in the movie up until this point into what I'm about to tell you?" That was the only thing that made that work for me was his his grappling with. Apparently, I'm actually capable of this. You felt like that was heavy handed. Just the way the scene opened, it, it did to me. Just how it was delivered, just kind of matter of fact. I don't know, but I, I get what you're saying. Man, yeah, I, I I felt like this wasn't heavy handed enough. You know, and, and I guess they were trying to make it feel like a, a documentary. That's what I kept reading. They, they kept saying like, "Oh, this is like a documentary." Yeah. Film. I just kept thinking like, "No, this this didn't feel like a documentary to me. It felt like a fucking no. film noir." 
Yeah, it's film noir is definitely what it felt like, especially once the narration at the in the last forty minutes or the last twenty minutes, really. Once they get to the prison and they start having that that second person VO, dude. When they're when the cops are down in the basement and they're walking around turning lights on and off, and that's fucking straight film noir. (laughs) Like motherfuckers standing in a shadow next to a window, and the other guy, and they're changing and they're changing blocking to hit these points. It's all film noir. Bra- and like, yeah. That's another yeah. amazing match cut, too, when they're turning the lights off. There's a, one time yeah. when one of the killers turns the lights off, and then in the Clutter House, the sun turns the light off. It's cut back yeah. to back. It's just a nice like oh. film noir moment. Oh, I did love that moment, too. There's a, there's a great audio audio cut. Like, right, right, right when the murders happen, the music, uh, like the score and everything just cuts right off when they shut the lights out or whatever. It's just like, yeah. it's, it's like, it's like yes. an abrupt, like, blah. Yes. And then it Fucking goes to the next it. day. Yeah, uh, really cool show of time passage. How much do you think? Uh, how much of of that film noir field do you think was the director, and how much do you think was it? And how much do you think that was Conrad Hall? I know that uh, Truman Capote's uh, one of he had uh, like guidelines. He wanted to be so if anybody's going to make this film, it has to be shot black and white. It has to be shot in the locations. Holy shit! That, really? Where it happened? Like he he had these rules. Uh, that, that he imposed just to get the film made. Interesting. So I think he may have had that idea as far as the black and white. I mean, like, as far as the, the look. And then, then you just have, like, Conrad Hall coming in and just making it look like Just sex. fucking killing it, man. Well, Richard, yeah, it, Richard Brooks, the director, is, he did a, he wrote a bunch of uh, film noirs, like, real famous ones. From oh, really? The, yeah, from okay, the 40s. So well, he's then it, a it was, it was okay. a fucking yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. setup. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's why they got him to do it. I mean, for, uh, seeing seeing in the credits... From the opening credits, that it was Conrad Hall and and Quincy Jones doing the music, um, and then and then looking up in IMDb to see um, that it was Jordan Cronenworth was the camera operator. Like, man, I was bought in from the from the get go on that standpoint of things, and it, it just took until 40, forty minutes to the end before I was like, now now I'm loving what's actually happening. I get it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like up until that point i was like all right all right i'm gonna see some cool conrad hall shots and it was it was shot really really pretty and like all the stuff in like the train station and the bus and like all the road things i was like all right this is like it's really well executed i just don't care about any of the characters until they were driving down the road for that flashback it is weird that you follow house. murderers like you know and you're you're along for the ride and then you actually enjoy some of it like the like the the bottle sequence where they stop to oh my god and yeah. they pick up this this old man and, and his grandson and all right we're gonna go slow yeah thanks we're kid go you slow. made me sixteen dollars in nineteen fifty eight no they made twelve dollars and sixty cents which I did the math that's four hundred and twenty bottles at three cents a bottle that's a lot of they fucking picked bottles. up a lot of bottles. I mean they <laughs> did have a couple shots where like the guy sitting in the back that couldn't fucking move was like covered in bottles and it was like knees sticking out of bottles surrounding him so. And he was eating that can of beans like, <laughs> like it was the best thing in the world. And I was like, damn, do I have a can of beans in the, in the cupboard? I think it may be time for some beans, bro. The only times I've ever seen someone else eat beans and enjoy it that much was the Dennis the Menace movie. You know Holy shit, about. yes. Yes, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. You haven't seen that oh, with Christopher Lloyd? Oh, my God, I fucking love that movie. Dennis the Menace with Christopher uh, – you mean Walter Matthau? Christopher, Christopher Lloyd, Walter Matthau. Christopher Matthau. Lloyd. Walter uh, Matthau is is Mr. Wilson. Is, is Mr. Wilson. Christopher Lloyd is the, bad the guy, guy that breaks into the the house. Mm. No, I don't Gamble's, remember him in it. No. Like they, they, there's a Holy scene shit. like underneath the uh, under like a bridge or the whatever, bridge. Yep. and yep. Uh, there's this giant pot of beans that uh, Christopher Lloyd is making, and then um, 
Dennis the Menace ends up like feeding him this entire vat of, of fucking beans yeah, uh, over does. the scene, and he like eats a key or whatever. But anyways, at the very end of the scene is this like bird's eye view shot. Of, of, of Christopher Lloyd on his back, right? With his legs spread, and he farts this massive fart cloud, and it like fucking like it blows the fire <laughs> over. And then it cuts to the Dennis the Menace going, ooh, like fucking fan in his nose. Fart jokes and Dennis the Menace, man. Uh, anyways, enjoying beans. I'm so glad that you know that movie, Jared, because every time someone walks out of the room, I'm like, bring me back something <laughs> no one ever gets that joke. No Dude, one Walter Matthau was ever. perfect casting in that. Hell's yeah, he was. I saw that once in the theater. Uh, I'm going to keep that. You my, actually saw it in the theater. My one, my yeah, my one and only experience. And I'm just going to definitely it right watch there. it like 50 times oh, with no. all my younger siblings for sure. No, we're yeah. going to have a fucked up month. One month where we're going to watch <laughs> Dennis the Menace, Free Willy, and we're going to watch. No, 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 no. We're going to no, no. Hold on, no, no, fuck Free Willy. No, we got to do 90s. Dennis the Menace. Lassie, no, it has to be like this though. Dennis the Menace, Lassie, right. the Little Rascals, the one with Bug Hall. All right, okay, okay, okay. And what's then we the need the fourth one. one. Yeah, what, what's that going to be? I don't think they did a fourth one, did they? Are you going to go to Casper? Ooh, that's good. That was a cartoon though. That's, that's a totally, not fair. That's no, no, totally no, it's, it's not a you know, it's live action with fucking uh, with um, Christina Ricci. Yeah, where he, where I know he the movie's up. live action, but it's based off of a cartoon. You were basing everything else off of like fifties TV shows. You get me. Dennis the Menace was a TV show. I thought it was just the car. The, the Dennis the Menace it was also it, yeah. It was also a black and white TV show. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Flipper. Oh, Fucking flipper. Yes. <laughs> Fucking flipper. That's a, that, that has to happen during <laughs> the summer. At some point. <laughs> I'm gonna write it down. Right. Flipper. I completely forgot that movie like existed, and then like uh, the minute you said it, I was like, man. Paul fucking Hogan, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, Paul yeah. Hogan. Lasha it's Wood. actually pretty oh good. Yeah. Gotta get that. Uh, gotta get that paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> bro. They tell you you're gonna be in Flipper with fucking Crocodile Dundee. You're gonna do it, bro. Fuck yes. You're gonna do it. I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Are we yeah. at fucking the trailer <laughs> time? <laughs> I think we reached the trailer. <laughs> We're making plans for future podcasts. <laughs> It's time, it's time to to get back into it. Let's watch the fucking trailer. All right. <laughs> we'll be back. This is a trailer for Gold Blood. In the heart of America, in a small rural community, occurred a crime which shocked the entire nation. A book about this crime by Truman Capote became a worldwide bestseller. Now a motion picture brings this book to the screen in cold blood. An appalling and apparently senseless crime. Two apparently heartless young criminals. What is the reality behind the appearance? Richard Brooks, a director of great forcefulness, was determined to capture the reality with absolute honesty. city. The film company moves here because it was from this bus terminal that the real Perry Smith made a crucial telephone call. The real Dick Hickok stopped at this gas station on the way to the fateful meeting with his partner. In this store, the killers bought the rope and tape with which they bound and gagged their victims. 
The relentless pursuit of authenticity leads cast and crew to the actual city streets, the sun-drenched desert highways, the rain-swept country roads, and the garish gambling towns where the real-life drama was played out. Many of these same spectators and reporters were in the sullen crowd that saw the killers brought to this courthouse after their capture. In this courtroom, they were tried for murder, and seven of the jurors are the actual men who decided their fate. Actor John Forsythe portrays the agent who solved the crime, a remarkable look-alike for Alvin Dewey, the real-life investigator. These are the real killers. These are the actors who play their parts. So uncanny are the resemblances that they have said, sometimes we get the creepy feeling that we really are those guys. Robert Blake plays Perry Smith. Scott Wilson plays Richard Hickok. The crime depicted in In Cold Blood took place inside this house. It is reenacted inside this house so that the motion picture itself becomes a terrifyingly true story of our generation. A generation both repelled and attracted by violence. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Truman Capote's In Cold Blood. Why did you laugh when you said Truman Capote? Sorry. <laughs> you know, usually we, we highlight the director and not the writer of the uh, of the written material. Of the original uh, on, material. Brian, okay, okay. Not uh, the uh, actual. Uh, uh, hold on. Especially considering he's writing. Adapted. Like, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's not like it's a story that he came up with. It's like nonfiction novelization. And tonight we're going to talk about Richard Brooks's in cold blood. Yeah, there you go. There go. So go ahead and put that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Just say it. Now we we gave him his due. I mean, come on. I mean, the trailer went to great lengths to make sure that you knew that uh, zoom into photo of fist. Richard Brooks was the director, and he's really good at this kind of story. Yeah, he probably had to have that in his contract. He was like, "Look, we got the writer's name above the title. <laughs> I need to be in the trailer. At least put me in the fucking trailer. Come on, come on." It's very, very Hitchcocky in the trailer. You know, it was. Like, you know, it like, was actually. Gonna, yeah, we're going to talk about the, the, you know, the actors and you know, and the, the behind the scenes. You know, that's, but it it makes sense in this one because it, it's a bit of a spectacle because of you know they're in the locations and and all that, which is really fucked no up one would weird. have known these things if they hadn't put that in the fucking trailer. Like, yeah, come no on. doubt. Yeah. And actually, I think watching it and knowing that is uh, is is a big part of the film for me. Is like you know it, that's what what people say that you know it makes it feel like it's a documentary. Well, that's on, on, you know in that some of the events actually happen, but you're you're standing where they did happen, which is kind of crazy. So I watched it without knowing that it number one it was actual events, and number two that they were filmed in the actual locations. And so learning this post film watching. Uh, yeah, no, it definitely has a level of heaviness that added to it, but I still appreciated it without knowing those things going into it. You just hated the first hour, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, no, yeah, I was—I I didn't hate the first hour; I was just bored as shit. <laughs> you know, I could There's be bored and not completely hate it. You know, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Sips tea. 
All right, so you know when they're they're driving around, they're, they've they've got their money uh, from collecting Coke bottles, money, and they're they're they drive into I think they're in Vegas, and they're like, all right, we got this five dollars left. We're gonna go like you know put this on the roulette table or whatever. And he's like, I'm feeling lucky, and then the cops pull up next to him. Super all right, cool. So shot. they. Yeah, I love that. It's really neat. Um, <laughs> I, I just like how the cops—they don't, they, you know—they have the light. They turn the lights on until they get next to him. They roll the window down. They're like, "All right, we got you." So they take him to jail, and then when Dick walks into the interrogation room, they like tilt up to the air vent, and he looks up at it, and then he just starts to laugh. What the fuck is that? What the fuck's happening right there? Explain that to me. Is he like, man, they got air conditioning? Yeah. Or really? That's what I. Th- that's how I read it. Yeah. Or or what? What what do you think the other know. thing was? I don't know. I didn't know what was going on right there. It's 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 the scene. It's the part of the scene right before he goes over and he stands at the door and the, and they you know they're watching him and he's and he's kind of like winking at him and shit and they're like a fucking comedian. Um. There's a lot of weird character moments in, in in that little bit. Like even when the the cop like he's getting ready to go into the the, the main investigator. He's getting ready to go in and, and interview Perry. And there's a tape recorder right beside a, a table, and yeah. he's got to ask the the sheriff to come s- turn it on. But it's like just turn the knob. Yeah, like what was the point of that? Yeah, well, they, okay. So I didn't understand the tape recorder thing because I had the same thought there because the beginning of that part of the scene opens up with the tape recorder. Were they just changing the tape out or? Yeah, yeah. I think they were putting a new tape in. I think. Okay, so yeah, they, they, they were kind of establishing, oh, there's a tape recorder over here, and then there's that last little beat where he's like, hey, turn the switch. <laughs> there's weird things that are just really bizarrely handled. Like, just, okay, so the one convict that gives uh, Dick the whole idea in the first place, the guy that's in jail that ends up ratting him out. Yeah. Why do they have to go and tape record him because it's not safe to do the interview on the phone? They say that in the movie, but then they never explain, like, He's a fucking. He's a convict. He's in jail. Why is it not safe to have an interview over the phone? Because they weren't. They weren't wanting to leak anything to the um, to the press, which is which is another reason why I thought it was really strange that they would go talk to the uh, suspects' families and not give them any information. And also, the families never really asked for it, which is really weird. And then, and in real life, uh, they didn't ever claim the bodies. The, the two families never claimed the body, so they ended up burying uh, them both in a uh, cemetery that the prison would use. Interesting. So maybe Wait, the two did... bodies of the of the two main guys? Yeah. Damn. Well, so, you know. They, maybe they didn't care. I mean, Perry, his only surviving family was his dad, who didn't give a shit, as established by the entire fucking movie. Yeah. And then Dick, did we ever He's a little he kid, see his family at all? He had kids. Yeah. They, they mentioned. Oh, that's right. He did yeah. say he had kids. And then he knocked up another chick and had to do right by her, so he left his fucking kids to go be with the other chick who also is going to have kids. You got to do right <laughs> by was, him, right? That was a weird moment. Yeah. And there was, I don't know, I kept i kept thinking, like, also, too, like, have you guys ever seen uh, Capote, the Philip Seymour Hoffman? I haven't actually watched yeah, it. I, I saw really the want theater, to. but uh, yeah. I haven't seen it since. Well, there's, like, there's... Um, there's nothing that it actually shows. Like, there's not a kiss or anything, but it's got like Capote and Perry in that film, and it it plays it almost as like a, a you know a, a sexual relationship. And it, and in this movie, like the two killers, there's moments where they almost have like a sexual relationship. You know, like 
Like even even when the guy uh, who is it, Dick, that's getting ready to go rape the girl upstairs. Yeah, like he waits for Perry to get around the corner. He hides at the stairs. Yeah, he, lets he him hides. Pass. Yeah. Like, why? Well, yeah, and he's always calling him honey and shit like that. Yeah, and baby or something. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was weird. I was like, it was like, is this because it was made in the sixties and they don't want to come out and say like these guys are homo? I haven't read the book now in Cold. Blood. I don't. I don't think that 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 Dick is 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 gay. I just think that Perry is. Because I mean, Dick's got you know. Well, he I'm not saying, the girl I, yeah, I'm that. not saying like he's like whether he's gay or bisexual or anything like that. But like, the, the movies sometimes it like implies that they have they're going to have like a, a sexual relationship or, or something. Because even like when they're talking about like uh, why he chose him for the crime and everything, and he's like, oh yeah, you know we're 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 married to each other now. There's no one else. Yeah, it's just he's like he's like it's right. You better put a ring on it, bitch. Uh, you know, and then, no, no, that's what I'm saying. They they, they so went weird. on a date. Yeah. They went on a date. Yeah. He, he fucking he bought him a suit, and he's like, "Now you need a real wedding ring." And he took him to buy a wedding oh, he ring. He did say that. Yeah, yeah. No, he went. Right. They went and yeah. bought a fucking wedding ring, and then he slips a watch on it that he stole on his hand. They they they're having some fun. Yeah. You know, this road movie time. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah I mean, th- those are definitely interesting ways to handle such a relationship back in in the '60s when you wouldn't necessarily be able to just come out and explicitly say those kinds of things but you know um i watched an interview earlier uh today with truman capote and the guy asked him um i heard that one of the um one of the guys gave you a kiss on the cheek before uh he was executed is that true and he said yeah i mean maybe he was italian yeah he's like ciao Time to die. <laughs> no, it was part Cherokee, wasn't it? It was, uh, yeah. and whatever, was the joke, whatever the Brian. white dude was. <laughs> they didn't say, he was just like, I love that angry frame. white guy. And I like the the lighting in that scene where his dad's explaining that, and then you're, you're getting all this information from the really, like, cleverly placed it's like it's 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 very it's very theatrical you know there's a lot of there's a lot of information in the scene and they let it live and and you get to like you know eat it all up and you see the shack that this dude's basically living in with this fucking single light bulb (laughs) but he's nice he's like he's like i'm about to make some fucking dinner you guys hungry (laughs) i was hoping he'd break out a can of beans too Um, (laughs) roll that beautiful bean footage my my boy is a good boy. He takes after me. He's, he's a chip off yeah. the old block. Oh, we've we've seen <laughs> how much of a chip off the old block. I raised him by the is. golden rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I had guys. I actually had a question. Perry's shoe. They keep calling it. Uh, they keep saying it's got a uh, cat's paw on it. Well, the very beginning of the movie. Uh, Did they specify that? But okay. it looked no, to me no, like no, it no. was actually a, a cat, though. Okay, it is. And what's interesting uh, yeah, about that yeah, is okay. at the very opening shot of the movie, uh, it, it basically he it starts on his on the bottom of his shoe. Well, yeah, sure. he, he's in the back yeah. of a he's in the back of a bus yeah. in silhouette playing the guitar, and this little girl comes up, and then his shoe is prominently lit, and it says "Cat's Paw." It's brand, and, and the shoe looks brand oh, it's new. A brand, but okay, I think because he's worn these shoes down in six months that it took them to catch him. At the when it, by the time that they have the boot there, it's the soles worn down when they're showing it, which doesn't make any sense to me that that those I mean they they did that much traveling that they worn those shoes down in six months when at the beginning of the movie they were practically brand new they had all the tread on them you could read cat's paw on it you could see all of it. I mean that that doesn't surprise me at all actually. These boots were not made for walking, dude. I didn't even see. <laughs> I didn't even see the words cat's paw. Like I was actually looking for. Like, I, did, a logo. I did only see it in the opening shot. 
Oh, yeah. Later on I in the movie, it's that. worn down. Yeah, and I was like, oh, look, I see the silhouette of the cat in between the two circles. The silhouette of the cat actually is a cat. You can see it on the opening shot. I, I wrote it down. You, you can, it's, 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 it's an image of a cat, and then it says cat's paw. You can actually, it says cat's paw. Yeah, I didn't even look at the words, dude. I was actually looking for, like, you know, a yeah. silhouetted, like, logo of a cat's paw. Also, and I was. Um, I only ever saw the fact that it was like the the circle and the other circle, and uh, I mean it's 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 still it's a pretty apparent like iconic uh, mark on the bottom of the shoe that like when they when they have the opening shot, it's very clear like this is going to mean something later. Oh yeah, and so that when you see it like on the the cardboard. You know, with the with the blood imprint, that whole thing, and then they have like all those other shots where like you see the bottom of the shoe where he's sitting. Like they do, they do a really good job of like this is important. You should fucking look oh, at it. The lighting in that opening shot, I watched that scene a lot uh, over and over again because I, I mean, it's it's one of the scenes that there's something I've learned in film lighting uh, over the past year or so is that like you don't necessarily have to match every single shot perfectly as long as nope. the shot looks nope. right then right. you won't really notice. And actually in that shot, if you notice the shot of him when he's laid back in silhouette and we've got the shoe and all that, the uh, the little girl comes up and uh, she's actually lit on the left side of her face. But when mm-hmm. we cut into her close-up, she is in deep shadow except for yeah. uh, the right side of her face, left side of the screen. And it, you never notice it. You know, unless you there are several point. shots like that in this movie, and and that's something that I feel like in the maybe five movies by Connor Hall that I've seen, he doesn't actually care like about the continuity level. Like he's he's like, no, this is the emotion of the shot, and and if you get the same feel from Lights one shot from to the same another, way and all yeah, that. he just he just yeah. shapes it differently. And I did notice that instead of like doing like angles with light. Like say say we're say we're gonna try to like make a uh, make a contrast. Uh, normally we'd try to like rotate the light around them a little bit and then try to then do a fill or something. He's just doing a fucking flat f- uh, floods and then he's placing nets and f- uh, yeah. He's, there's one scene. All right, so like you see in all of his close-ups, like like it's basically a flat wash on the face, like it's it's flat mm-hmm. lighting, and then he brings a net in to create the shadow. And there's so there's actually a, a line, and, and a lot of the times with actors when they hit. There's a line there, and they land right into that line. And so there's a lot of clever oh, placements. And then mm. uh, there's a scene where uh, Perry's like sitting on the bed, and he he's leaned forward, and so yeah. uh, and so uh, the top half of him is is in shadow. And then you see him stand up, and as he stands up, he turns and faces the camera, and now he's in a standing position, and you see him go through the net, like he his body goes through the net, and then his lower half is now. Um, in shadow because the camera's tilted up and now the light is above. So they have a giant wash, then they just put like a finger net in there to, to like mm-hmm. to, to shadow out the center of the frame and then he passes through that into his blocking. And it looks amazing. And I was like, you know, I think you can get away with that because it's black and white and they're playing so much with shadow. Yeah, like you, you don't notice the difference in the colors. It's, yeah. it's totally just the tone and, and the, yeah. And I think you can I also did, get away with hotter, sure. hotter light um, with There's a lot of real like high contrast shots in this movie. Yeah, I mean the, the black and white in this list looks amazing. There's some of the scenes I'm just like, man, just there's just so much, there's so much information in in all the in all the blacks and, and all that and all the just the exposure looks so clean. And I don't, I don't know if it's this has been a, you know restored or anything, but I watched the it was. Yeah, but I, what, yeah, I'm I was, sure it was. I watched the DVD of it. Anyways, yeah, the, the movie just looks amazing, and and the, the coverage is really cool, and and they they let things linger when they when they 
when it should. And I don't know, man. It's just a, it's just really well made. I, I, I really like the, uh, the the nighttime uh, car driving. You know, usually in uh, 60s films, even black and white, they just, uh, it kind of looks terrible. You know, yeah. or, well, it looks like, you know, processed car shots. I thought this stuff looked great. It does, but one of them is a little shaky as far as the background, uh, but most of it sells really well. I mean, you know, it, it's it's definitely processed shots and, and, and it's lit, but man, it, I it, loved all the car shots, cool. though, man. Like, yeah, the, the ones even from the though back it, like, I loved. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. The the, the, the mood in that, the shadow, is is really good. But and like, I also see, like how how Blake is leaned up against the window and facing in. It I makes, mean, some of them the had frames. like rain, and some of them were like at night, and they just. I thought they all worked really, really well. Yeah, no doubt. You see that in your head, Brian? Like like uh, you know, he he's he's turned he's turned in toward the driver, and he's like facing with his with his back basically against the the door. And so he's he's more of a profile shot that way, so you get a little bit more of his face. And then uh, you know, and then you talking about the daytime when they're no, driving. This the is day- nighttime. This is uh, nighttime. I don't know if I Blake's, remember that uh, shot, man. Robert, Robert Blake's on frame right, and you know, obviously uh, Scott Wilson's driving. Frame left. Yeah, he was from the back seat. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That back seat stuff looked great, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. I super love that. And we're gonna bring up uh, like. Um, Speaking of lighting, one of the most quintessential shots that's that's talked about is uh, you know uh, is Perry. Well, you, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're going to talk about the rain they, tears. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, oh it, my it's, god. They, they, yes. I remember sitting in film yes. school and and they they reference this shot. This yeah, is something this is the shot that everyone references. Yeah. I, like as soon as it came up, I was like, oh, oh this, this is the is rain what I've heard shot. about forever. Somebody with a water hose outside a window. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I forgot it was actually in, it was in this movie, but yeah, I didn't know it was in this movie either. And I was like, this is the one that I've heard about like 50 times. So, so basically, I finally get to see it. So if you don't know. We're talking about, and we know that you've seen the movie, but maybe, maybe you didn't notice it. Uh, Robert Blake Perry is is you know he's headed to the gallows. He he's going to tell this story about you know some more uh, tragedy that's happened in his life, and it's raining, and you can see the rain being reflected on his face, and it makes it look like he's crying, even though he's not. But he's crying on the inside. Oh man, yeah, dude. The fact that he's not crying is what super sells it. Yeah. Yeah, but he is though. Like you know, like you know, he, he he see it in his eyes. He he's on the verge, but he doesn't get there. And uh, it's because he's too it's crazy. scared, man. He's too scared to cry, he's dude. You, I'd be scared to cry too, bro. And he's like, please let me take a shit before I go. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, I'd I'd be thinking about the same thing, man. You know, <laughs> I don't want to crap my. You know, at that point, like I'm already dead. It's okay. I can I can. <laughs> I can, I can shit my drawers, you know. In that Truman Capote interview, he was talking about how uh, it took them over 20 minutes to die. He said that basically they hung there for their 20 minutes. Uh, their necks broke, but the heart continues to beat. And they will not move them until the heart stops beating. And it took over 20 minutes per person. So it, they, they, he said it took about Holy 50 shit. some odd minutes. It took about 50 some odd minutes to completely execute them all. Shit. So because the the heart continues to beat, and so and actually you notice you notice that in the movie that uh, when uh, after after the rain scene and they they're gonna take him down, uh, the, uh, they come back in, they open up the door, and he says, "Is Dick gone?" And the guy said, "You know something," and he comes back, he says, "Is his heart still beating?" Then don't even because, answer. 
They don't even answer. Yeah. But that, that's because when you fall and you fucking like break your neck and you're hanging there, yeah. you don't just die. You you like you, your heart continues to beat until. Well, that I mean, they did have the the heartbeat sound for most of that. Yeah, dude, that and that like yeah. that sat with me, you know. Then after you know, I watched the movie, and of course, it was fucked up, and and you know, it's obviously a dummy, and, and the way it falls at the end, and all that, and the you know the, I don't know, they they, they could they did a good job, and also there's a really fucked up thing that that um. On old movies that they don't have credits, if you're watching them on a streaming service, they pop up shit for coming up next, and you, and it's covering part of the screen. And on Apple uh, fucking TV shit, iTunes or whatever, renting, it really ruined the end of the movie for me. Well, I mean, <laughs> wait, they had dude, the, they had the coming guy. up next on a fucking movie that you yeah. rented. Yeah, it just popped up and covered half God the screen. Guys, there's no time. Fuck yeah, the, you guys. the guy, Jesus he, Christ, they, <laughs> they literally like, they fall, they hit the ground, they're like, "Yep, bye, later, the and, end." And it's Boom. Says, in cold blood. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> over. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that that's that feels like a good reason to have watched the DVD version of it. Oh, dude! Even when you watch the DVD, show. the guy hangs and it goes straight back to the Criterion uh, disc menu, and it's like, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> you don't even get a chance to process it. It's just like, that right. was the end. Yep. There was no end credits. You can imagine like, being in the theater, the done. lights just come on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> You're like. Holy shit! No time to process. Yeah, like give me at least like ten <laughs> seconds of black, yeah, man. man they, before they, 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 like this movie's too, too long as it is, man. Like we can't put into that extra five seconds like, of black. Like two fourteen or it something. It was two fifteen, like I think. But, oh my gosh, Oof. man! Yeah, it was Oof. long. Some of that stuff in the middle, I like. Yeah, I, th- I do feel like it could be cut out. Like I, I like the stuff with them and the old man that we've talked about with the bottles. But like, what was the point of that? You know, like I guess to show that they're it was to play that it was to play that that Coke bottle song, (laughs) and and it was like it was like a feel good moment. You know, it was a it was the calm before the storm. It's them out, you know, enjoying life before they're about to be like. I I I mean, I feel like I tried to to lean into that, but I I watched it on two different days. I stopped it um, at exactly the moment where they were driving up in the flashback to the house. I was like, oh, cool, they finally got to it. Um, I'm fucking tired and I can't, I can't continue. Like now they've, it's taken an hour 40 to get to this point. I'm done. And then I came back and watched it yesterday. Um, and I was like, fuck this 40 minutes is like the best film I've seen in a long time. Did you start over or did you just pick up where you left off? No, I just picked up from there. Cause, cause yeah. And maybe it was just the mood that I was watching it in, uh, which is definitely absolutely a big deal. The way that I go into a film has a lot to do with how I feel about it. But the 40 minutes, the last 40 minutes of of it was just, it was like infinitely better than the first hour 40 that went into it. And that's why I said earlier, like the first, the first movie that I watched, I kind of didn't care. <laughs> the TV show that ended the movie was the best fucking show that I've seen in a really long time. I, you know, I actually, I think I wish the movie would actually end once, once they're in the cop car and they do the, the flashback to the murder and they come back, end it before they even get to the trial. I don't need to see them get sentenced. I, the the police got them. Like I'm good. I don't need to see the rest of this movie, man. <laughs> it just yeah, pops I mean, up and it does like the little like. Uh, it is <laughs> Perry it's was like it can't, it, and you it can't it, decide you know? right. Like it, it can't decide what it wants to be. Like is this a road that. movie? Is this a heist movie? Is this a fucking home invasion film? Is this a fucking like? guys in prison you know dealing with how they did things and like dealing with their life like well you got the decide whole story. what movie you are 
You got the whole. I mean, this this movie is it. It's anti uh, capital punishment. Yeah, it, no, it's, totally. it's pushing that totally. super hard. I mean, you, you know, you got yeah. this this other like you know somewhat slow guy. Uh, you know, I guess who, who you know what's his name? Andy, guy, a, a nice guy, Andy. Andy was the first one to die. Yeah. when you were like, oh, finally they got. Nope, it's Andy. The the book ah, the bookworm. It's Andy. I love yeah. that shot when it cuts back to the to the building and you can see all four of them standing uh, in, in the yeah. windows. Oh my watching, god, but that was that such one, a great the one windows shot. where the where the light Holy is still on. Holy shit, that was such a empty. great shot. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was the one I was like, yeah, no, this is fucking Conrad Hall right now. Yeah, that's probably. And I love that they don't idea. tell you that it's in. Like you, you've been, it's all this build up to like, all right, cool, they're gonna finally go to the gallows. Like we've we've established where they are. It's the corner fucking thing. Like. They're you know they're they're ready to die. They've been waiting for it. It's been pushed back, and you don't. They don't say anything until like the guy's already fucking hanging. They're like, yeah. So Andy, uh, Andy went willingly. Blah blah blah. And you're like, what? It wasn't even them. They still have to wait longer. What the shit? Yeah, they make a point to show that that guy walks to the gallows, but then on their night it's raining and they get driven over there. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> boring on their night. Yeah, man. Make a lot of money hanging people, though, man. Three hundred dollars a head. Three hundred dollars, dude. Made six hundred bucks that night. In nineteen sixty, that's a lot of money. I'd execute a lot of people back in the day. Oh my god! I'd be like, oh, you gotta make I'd, that money, I'd, son. I'd more than not at them. <laughs> you may do more than transform into their uh, deceased. Oh no, wait, that guy's uh, father was still alive. He wasn't deceased. So, yeah. So what year? What year? What year was this? Uh, what was it? 67? It was shot in 1968. No, no. What year? Or, was, did it the came out happen? in 68. Those came out. The in murders 67. happened in 67. Yeah, 19. What? What year did the murders? 1950. 58. Uh, no, 59. It says it's on the calendar. The uh, in one of yeah. the shots when the uh, daughters, uh, what's her name, Nancy, when she's over there like answering phone calls from the insurance. So the inflation calculator puts $300 at $2,730.69 yeah. per man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, you're making some serious cheddar. Too grand. Yeah, but you're murdering people. <laughs> yeah. You're, that killed well, you. live with I yourself for you know, Yeah, no, I could. I you, think you, I could do you it. Spent, you made five grand that night for killing those I, people. You know, I'd pour. I'd pour. Uh, I'd buy Oof. everybody at the bar some shots, and we'd do a shot in your honor. And then, uh, yeah, I think I'd feel pretty good. Yeah, how much? How much do the guys that like actually put him on, in the noose like get paid? Because that's that dude only gets paid to be the one who pulls the fucking lever. Like he doesn't. He doesn't walk him up. He doesn't put them in the noose. He doesn't make sure that they're gonna like actually break their neck when when the trapdoor falls. He's his only job is to pull the fucking lever. So how about those other people? Yeah, you see the guy no like holding None holding whatsoever. the noose out. You know, yeah, like, right. You know, so so it, you know it's not it's not kinked or anything. So I thought to- at least like those guys would walk him up, and then the dude that they specified is the one who's getting paid to be there to kill him. It like would no no he doesn't no it's the other guys. His only job is to pull the lever. Um, there were a lot of people in the in the film that were actually there when things happened, like like some of the jurors and all that. We saw but the, the um, but the <laughs> I'm coming to a point there, Brian. But the uh, the filmmakers made a point to say that the uh, the hangman was not the original hangman. Oh, oh, good for them. They didn't. Yeah, say he that doesn't need trailer. to get more money. He yeah. doesn't need to get. I, I know, more Brian. Money I was going to get to that. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. He's already gotten five grand from that. <laughs> he don't need more money. So are we ratings? I guess we are. 
Hang on. We let haven't me, talked look, about like notes. score. Um, what would you think about the L score? I mean, Quincy fucking Jones. Didn't he do um, a Martin Scorsese movie that's rather famous? He did uh, in the Heat of the Night the same year. Uh, also with Scott mm. Wilson, starring. So um, I like that score better than this one, though. But this was all right. Especially during the uh, road. Uh, IMDb says he produced The Color Purple to the soundtrack for X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, he's done, like, I mean, yeah. He's done a fuck ton He's of done shit. so much stuff. Like, going through his fucking credits would take you fucking forever. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, you're talking about a legend, man. Fucking legend. Yeah. Like, not, not, not just, like, in terms of, like, you know, film composing, but, you know, just being an awesome musician. Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, I do like the music just juxtaposition between like the doom doom and the the constant like tick, 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 with the killers. But the first time it switches when it goes to the the family, and it's that very Leave It to Beaver like cute music. Um, I did laugh at yeah. that. Yeah, it works, but it, it, it's a product of its time. It works, it's, you know, it with, with with the acting and and all that at times, but. I don't know, man. It's still very solid. No, it, I think it works for the rest of the movie. It's just the first time you watch it as a modern audience. It's just like it, 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 it cracked me up, man. Like the first time, hey, the first time it happened. I, I was surprised at the language. What do you mean the language? Which parts of the language? There was like, uh, like at one point he's, he's, he says um, something about getting pussy. Well, you know, they're, they're convicts. You know, they're they're I mean, allowed yeah. to be like <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're in Mexico <laughs> in the sixties. They're in Mexico paying for it. I mean, I don't know how else you're going to describe try, it at that try, point. Try beating pussy for a penny. <laughs> if you can find pussy uh, cheaper anywhere else, fuck it. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, at the beginning of the movie, he talks about uh, fucking Big Bird. Oh, yeah, the yellow bird. Nuns. The giant yellow bird is bigger than Jesus. Like, Attacking nuns, like wait, 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 wait. Big Bird attack nuns, and you. He, like, he didn't. Say, yeah, you know, it, I don't understand. I do What's like fun? how when they're when they're going in the interrogation room, he says, "Now be time to call on that big on that big yellow bird." <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know of another big bird that's yellow that could be of the size worth attacking nuns. I don't understand what's going on. I didn't understand the nun story. I wish they explained that more. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, when they first bring it up, you're like, oh, okay. So, like, was was he an orphan? He had a bad experience, you know? That's totally where my brain went. Yeah. But then you find out it's like, no, he was with his dad for a long time until he was, like, a, you know, like, older teenager. So it's like, when did you have this bad experience with that? After that. Like, you know, when he had to go through the uh, the foster family. (laughs) Apparently, sometime after that. I mean, I guess. I mean, the the, w- the way his dad <laughs> kicked him out, and he just started walking on his own, and made it sound like, oh yeah, you know, like at that point he's like uh, eighteen years of age. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I looked nothing up into this actual, the actual story. I have seen Capote. I've seen this movie. <laughs> I have not read this book. <laughs> I didn't even read the uh, the Wikipedia article for the uh, the murders, you know, and how how they actually happened. Well, okay, so that's that's how I went into this. Like the the few, like I didn't watch the trailer, so I didn't realize that it was like a heist road movie before it became the home invasion thing. But the few, like like the top three reviews on IMDb that I like just scrolled past were like, oh man, like this movie is so so heavy. It just sits with me. Like it's so it's so like 
man, it's it's tough. Like blah blah blah. Like that none of that shit like really hit me until the last forty minutes of the film. And and that's part of what was so surprising about like Yeah, do you do you have to go into this knowing that it was a a real story that it actually happened, that they're filming in all the places where it actually happened. Like, do you need to know that backstory in order for this film to really hit you in the right way? It's the once upon a time in Hollywood thing. No, I, I don't think you need to know that, but I, I, I think it, I think it helps. What do you, what do you mean? Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood thing, like in terms of like just knowing about the, the Manson, Manson murders, like, you know, th- imagine like kids coming in and not, you know, knowing anything about that and watching it just as it is. You, you won't get it as fully as, you know, you don't have the full experience. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, which, I was, which is another reason, like we said, I think that's why they put that in the trailer. Because, mm. like, you know, this Yeah, happened. that's a good point. These are the yeah. places. This is how you should feel. Now experience This is real. It. And on the poster, they put the real killer's eyes instead of the actor's eyes. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a little, that was a little much. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all right, guys, calm the fuck down. Why is that poster behind you, Brian? Explain yourself. Uh, excuse me. All that's behind me is a Godzilla versus Destroyer and Arrival posters. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, those are definitely Godzilla's real eyes. Rival? So Rival. I don't know why you have a problem. <laughs> Godzilla. Godzilla. It, no, that, those, those are those are those are uh, Gojira's eyes. Aw, uh, that is definitely so the much, actual man. Arrival alien <laughs> ship. So I don't understand why you have a problem with this chair. Waiting for that that uh, that Godzilla <laughs> arrival, you know, like Godzilla comes down in the arrival ship, and Amy Adams is like, "I'm human." Human. And he's like, <laughs> oh my god! And fucking blast her away. <laughs> I would totally watch that movie. A hundred percent. I want to make that movie. Oh my god! <laughs> Sounds like my dream I'm trying film. To communic- I'm trying to communicate Fuck with the Godzillas. Yes. <laughs> Would totally <laughs> watch that. Oh my god! Now you've got all of our creative juices just flowing of how much we want that to actually happen. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> when are they gonna make a Godzilla movie where it's just fucking Godzilla? Where no, we're just like he's Godzilla. just the he's the only character. We don't follow human protagonists. It's just it's just like it's like Wally, right? Where we follow the robot. Wow. So like <laughs> it, the movies are called Godzilla. Why don't we just follow fucking Godzilla? <laughs> Like you know, like he's not the protagonist. He's, he's sitting around antagonist. like trying to catch food and what? shit. No, like he's on his the off time. He's in all he's... these new ones. He's saving the earth, right? So like, let's let's you know. Nope, like... nope. He's still the antagonist in all the new ones. What? You're crazy. I disagree. I disagree. No, he saves. I have watched and and adored every single all of the three, the last three, and and he's definitely still the antagonist. Yeah. All right. So Grigsy didn't know how to watch Godzilla movies, but <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Uh, anybody got anything else, or are we ratings? I think we're good, man. I think I think we should try the, to rate All right. this. Let's go first. All right. So since no one's going, uh, I guess I'll go. I'm gonna give this a uh, seven point five or eight. I think I'm gonna go eight. Um, I don't like the end of this movie. I really, really like most of it. Uh, I don't know why they spend. I guess so much time. I guess, okay, I guess the bottle scene and, like, some of the moments where 
like the racist scene where they're trying to they're hitchhiking for rides, but they're not going to take the ride from the black guys. They're trying to kill, you know, not from you, uh, this one old man. And then, well, they kind of cover that up a little bit because the guy kind of pops up out of the back seat like he wasn't there, you know. Like, like, hey, oh, guys, what's now up? we're outnumbered. Yeah, but then Not after they pull you. off, this guy, you know, uh, what's it? Dick is like, oh, yeah, they would have robbed us. He could have robbed us. <laughs> He's like, of what? <laughs> right. So they're like, we, we want to make sure that you know that these characters are racist. But I don't know. I don't know if, if that section really adds to the story, but I think it's really there to serve that that death penalty ending. And I think that's what they're working towards. Um that's also why they they're doing these the flashbacks for Perry's character to try to make us sympathize with it. It's interesting. I like the way it's shot. The story's told well. I just I just don't really care for the whole like oh I need a VO and I I, I guess it does get heavy handed at the end with the reporter having to tell us like oh. What's the executioner name? We the people. Like, oh, bro, get the fuck. <laughs> I get, you know, it's just, it's just too much. That's just good writing, Brian. Um, it's just it's just too much for me. And yeah, that's I'm docking at two points. The ends the ends kind of a little pretentious, but I really like the movie up until that point. Solid two hours. Last fifteen minutes, kind of kind of eh. But it's shot great, acted great. Uh, I can't say enough great things about it. The music's great. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I completely agree with you, Brian. Uh, I think this movie, like I said, I, I struggled with it the first time I watched it, but I just wasn't in the right mind frame. Uh, once I kind of knew what I was getting into, uh, I, I came back at, at it fresh, and I really enjoyed the movie. It's gorgeous. Uh, like, there's there's some goofy shit they do, um, but there's definitely, uh, you know, towards the end, you know, you talk about the end being fairly bad, like, you know, with him chewing the gum, and, and, and uh, I think they build suspense really well there. You know, I just think it, it just kind of, like, goes, I don't know. I bet I see what you're saying. Um, it, it, it's it's enjoyable. The, all the all the performances are super strong. I, I'm gonna also give it an eight. I think it's uh, one of the better movies we've watched lately. It's good. I like it. Mm. Well, wait, what are you docking it for? I don't know. It length feels like it drags at times. The the the, the, the you goofy, feel the time frame. You feel it, yeah. You want you want me to give it a, a ten because of Conrad Hall? No, okay, no, Brian, no. It's I, a ten I, I, for Conrad. I, 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 I gave it an eight. No, Damn. I was just wondering like what. Your review sounded very I extremely positive, and you're like, yeah, it's an eight. It yeah. is very positive. I'm also really drunk right now, so I'm very positive. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know. I, I, I struggled with it, but but I came around. I, I enjoyed it. it. It's not like, you know, the best movie I've ever seen, so it's definitely not a 10. Um, and I, I don't know. It's not Jurassic Park, Brian. But um, <laughs> anyways, great movie. Looks great. Sounds actually. Yeah, there, there's some. There's some fucked up sound shit that we didn't talk about. Like you know, in, especially it happens in the car a lot. Like between their takes, you can hear the cuts and the background changes. I thought know, that was purposeful because like, they also they're also changing the because it's process and they're also changing. No, they're yeah they're changing perspective. They're changing the the car yeah. swishes too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they're just. I mean, because if there's if they're if they're if it's in a car right and they're shooting process, yeah. there shouldn't. Like even if I they're was thinking doing the same thing, you know, yeah. I, I thought they, I thought that was very purposeful. I could be wrong. I don't know. I, like it, it just, I, I could feel the audio cuts in, at some at times. Yeah, I, and I, then there, there, there was some I, definite ADR stuff that that, that popped uh, at times. That I can't remember the one of them. I was like, whoa. Uh, but you know, but yet again, still, it's, it's so, it's, it's very, very, very solid. What was the ADR? Very part? solid. Do you is uh, nine nine point uh, five. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, there were definitely some some ADR moments, especially in in 
the process car shots where it, it I, don't, I don't know if it was all adr as much as it was like it feels adr because they're in a car and you hear everything so well that it must it it feels like it has to be adr because it's actually processed there was one shots. where they added a word at the end of this at the i cannot remember oh i the missed scene. I, I saw it I saw it twice. They definitely there was definitely there, there was some a shot, ADR moments. There was a shot sure. of the guys on the left side of the frame. It's a close up, and he says something, and and the, they add a word at the end of it. His mouth doesn't say it. Uh, I was like, yeah. oh, um, I wish I'd have written it down. But yeah, but that that shit happens, man. You got you got to make the story. You know, I, no, I no, it that. totally happens. Yeah. yeah. I hate it when it does yeah. happen, though, man. Because ah! <laughs> when you see it, it's one of those moments. It takes you out of the movie, and then you're just like, oh, I feel bad for that filmmaker. And then I start thinking about that while I'm watching their movie. Yeah, yeah. But, but 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 when you get a shot, like when, when uh, there's like a low-angle shot of Perry sitting on the ground, and, and they're out in the desert or whatever, and then the sky has all these crazy clouds in it, and everything's so perfectly exposed, and, and like, you know, he, he's lit, but he's barely lit. You know, and it's like, ah, it looks so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just makes up for it all. It's a ten, Brian. Wait, wait, no, we're, we're sticking with your eight. <laughs> you've, you've gone from an eight to a ten just because you like the uh, the photography. Yeah, I think you need to go, Briggs. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I give this a seven point five. Um, in large part because of the photography, um, I feel like every every part of this was shot so very very well that everything visual in this movie is really really fucking good. Um, I really love all of the um, all the cross cutting, all of the the. I'm remembering what's happening, but you, as the audience, don't know if this is actually happening right now or if this is just fucking Perry's memory. All that shit just just worked for me every single time. The first hour, the first hour, hour and a half of the movie kind of drags to me. Um, maybe if I watched it again, knowing what it is, it it would work a little bit better. The first half hour is a really fun um, start to a heist movie, but it doesn't become a heist movie. The this the the second hour of the movie, like the middle middle you know third, um, is a good road movie, but it's not a road movie overall. the The final forty minutes I fucking loved. I really actually enjoyed the Capote narration, even though it didn't make sense. Um, that was that was the moment when I was like, okay, this is why they're calling it Truman Capote's In Cold Blood. Uh, now it feels like this is this is adapted from a novel that has a lot of like really good narration describing the characters' inner moments and the setting and the scenes and all the things that are happening. Like when they're talking about the fucking like the corner and that's where the gallows is and all that shit. Like I bought all of that and that actually really worked for me. Like the the final final twenty twenty five minutes of the movie where where it's just it's just like they're in the prison and they're dealing with their mortality and they're dealing with this is the consequences of our actions like all that stuff actually worked for me everything leading up to it didn't sell that final twenty minutes at all but because I kind of watched it separately in a better mood on a separate day I really really enjoyed it so that's Wait, part of why I'm so knocking never off like a point and a half in, in one whole chunk. No, because because the first hour, hour and a half of it was just so fucking slow and boring. Disapproving look from Brian, which is which is why which is why I'm knocking it off like two and a half points. Like you, you, it didn't feel like they made a cohesive movie that was like enjoyable from start to finish. Because um, I just got so fucking bored that I I couldn't do it. Do I need to watch it again? Absolutely. Could I appreciate it more? 
watching it start to finish, knowing going into it what it's supposed to be? Probably. But, uh, yeah. That's why it's a 7.5 for me. Um, all the acting like worked really, really well for me. Mm. Perry and Dick were, were uh, a great um, couple. on couple. couple, they they had a lot of uh, they had a lot of great screen moments that that definitely was like when are these dudes just gonna shut up and make out? I did appreciate that uh, Dick was a hundred percent the dude from from uh, Walking Dead, and when I realized <laughs> that, I was like, holy I love shit! What he became. <laughs> holy <laughs> shit! This is why Herschel just wants to spend the rest of his life like on a farm, you know, with his daughter in a barn. As a dead person, this totally <laughs> makes sense. Um, <laughs> Spoilers. You, you think you would have liked the ending better if true if they made the uh, the the writer sound like Truman Capote? What? Because sell it more as Truman Capote. <laughs> like they actually have hey, Truman Capote. Uh, I think. <laughs> so, and the, and the, and they spent and and they spent five years in prison. Well, Truman Capote. Like, and I watched a few interviews with him today. He he describes all of his writings and even making this film as uh, an experiment and he tries to and he was trying to change change things but i don't think he ever finished a book after this one interesting yeah, yeah. that's true i think that's one of the so he, title uh cards uh, on capote oh really i have i need to watch that again um yeah it's worth watching that's that's super fascinating yeah he also did breakfast at tiffany's which is another interesting film wait he wrote breakfast the book, yeah, the yeah. book. Totally didn't realize that. That was his first big, you know, success. And I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> think I remember the film. Oh. Yes, I recall. I think we both kind of liked it. <laughs> Jared's like a jukebox lawnmower. You just pull the cord on him and he just gets going. <laughs> What a great oh, song, dude. We should pull that chord more often. <laughs> oh, man. I love uh, it. No, I, I just want to wrap up with, with saying that this is the first time I've seen that, that iconic scene um, with Perry um, doing that super long monologue with the, rain, with the rain on his face. And I fucking loved every second of it. Um, yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I forgot yeah. to tell it you that totally, it totally works, and and I I love it. I love it so much. Almost straight out of film school, when I moved back um, to to Memphis, uh, a buddy of mine was in Nashville, and he was making uh, music videos. He was working on music videos, and he got me on a music video um, for a country artist called Eric Church. You guys ever heard of him? No. And well, there, no, there's and a, I hope to continue the trend. There, there's a. Um, there's a song called Lightning, and uh, the music video is about a guy who had um, killed this lady's son, murdered him or whatever, and he was going to ride. Dick. He was going to ride the lightning, so they put him in the electric chair. So we actually oh, shot in the Tennessee okay. State Prison. Okay. Oh and, shit! And I was down in death row and all that it was kind of crazy. But anyways, uh, so they had a they they had a um, an execution scene, and then outside in the car when the when the the mother of the son who was killed was going to go inside. They replicated the rain mm. on her face, uh, you know. So they As had a big does. rain machine, and they did that and that. So I was like, "Oh, Hells, yeah, yeah." Oh. You oh. guys have seen see in cold now. blood, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> I watched that in film school, and in about twenty years, I'm going to do a podcast about it. <laughs> well, maybe fifteen. Maybe about fifteen years, I'm going to do a podcast about it. <laughs> Solid twenty here. 
Oh man, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just to, to summarize and wrap it up, um, this movie is definitely worth watching for sure. There's a lot of really, really great things about it. If for nothing else, Conrad Hall is a fucking god, and everyone should watch all of the things that Butch he Cassidy. does. And every time I've seen Road to everything that he's done, Road to Perdition was my first first introduction to him, which is interesting. Then it's his last film, um, and I just want to continue seeing more of what he's done. Um, because he's a fucking genius. Yeah, Jude Law is isn't he the photographer in that? Yeah, he totally is. Yeah, yep. dude, I love that photographer slash assassin. Yes, Ayo. but I love his old cameras and like seeing through the di- the diopter. Sexy, fucking pasty mm. ass. Love Only it. Conrad Hall could make Jude Law ugly and then beautiful again. Fair. And with that, oh wait, Griggs, what did you give this movie? Did you actually give it a number? Seven point five. All right, okay, fair. Very, very worth watching. The, you know, it doesn't hold it the whole time, but a hundred percent. And Jared, did you, did you, did you revise your eight to a ten, or is it, is it staying at the eight? We're gonna stay at the eight. All right. So we all, we all gave it. This is a seven point five yeah, eight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So with that, you guys been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. You want to get in touch with us? You can do so by sending us an email to the Movie Crew at gmail dot com. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right. Extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Give us uh, some ratings, reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Jared, where can the audience find you? I'm going to continue in your stilted version of speaking. (laughs) The audience can find me on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. You're just making more editing work. Instagram. No, I'm speaking exactly how you have set up <laughs> this section to go, Brian. Um, you can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate. And uh, I also want to say that if you haven't checked out a lot of Conrad Hall's films, maybe American Beauty would be a great place to start. I was speaking like that because I'm intoxicated, Jared. <laughs> I'm intoxicated too, Brian. And now you're just making fun of me. I think we've all reached that point. I'm just going to leave all of this as it Leave stands. it. No, that's the point. Leave it. Exactly. <sighs> I normally cut things oh. out for, so listeners can enjoy the show. <sighs> If they've oh, made think, it this far, you will definitely enjoy it. Greg, where can they find you? Please, don't put I am not on the podcasts, but I am on the Instagrams and the Twitter at Griggsy Media. It's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And we're going to be closing out the show tonight with track number one from the In Cold Blood soundtrack titled In Cold Blood from composer Quincy Jones. Enjoy. Was that fast enough? You motherfucking sons of bitches. Make sure I fired that shit out as quick as hell. <laughs> now that's called directing. <laughs> that's the make, fucking make shit I'm feel here self-conscious for. so they do better. <laughs> no, that's all I got left to give. I'm out. That's the fucking shit.
You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Whoa, I'm way too hot. Who, who, who? Now that's what she said. <laughs> hey. All right, there we go. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 bam. You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're in. You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're continuing Home Invasion April with Truman Capote's In Cold Blood. The movie, not the book, right? <laughs> no, the movie opens with Truman Capote's. Uh, yeah. Yep, and it actually yep, says yep. it on the poster. It does. So that's why I said that, Brian. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the actual title. It is 100%. Title is 100%. <laughs> it's Mr. <Yeah>. Capote. <laughs> that's not how this works. Um, so I was just going <laughs> to do the whole <laughs> podcast in my uh, it, it's, it's not really an impersonation of Truma Capote. It's an impersonation, it's impression of, of the impression. Yeah, of. it's my impression of the impression. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening. To- <laughs> <laughs> I want it. I want it now. Do it. Give it to me. To, Give it to me. To the movie kid podcast. I can't. I had to hear his voice again. And I, I actually, actually right before the podcast, I was watching this. <laughs> Crazy fucking documentary where where these people were just like were just like going into his house and just asking him random questions and he was just like cooking them dinner and answering. Um, it's a fascinating guy. Start the podcast. All right. Wait, I, I thought you were going to give us a point. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. oh no, no, that's I, what I was waiting for. <laughs> we need the voice. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's just it's going to sound really like stereotypical and bad, so I can't do it. All right. Okay. <laughs> we'll just start then.